Um, and if you're new here, if you would turn into uh, turn in Exodus, you can turn in your scripture to um, Exodus 38. We'll be looking at verses 21 through 31, and then we'll also be looking at Exodus 39, 32 through 43. Um, if you are uh, if you've been following along, you've noted here that we just skipped over um, three or four chapters. And the reason for that is um, we've already covered it, in a way. Um, in, in the book of Exodus, um, we, we record, it was recorded that when, when, when God gives instructions for the tabernacle, how it's to be built... Um, the furniture of the tabernacle, the the priests, the priests' uh, clothing, all that's laid out, and we've we've looked at that and talked about the significance of that and and the symbolism of that and why God did that, and then then here at the end of the book, at the end of the book of Exodus, Moses records them executing that, actually then constructing uh, the manufacture of these of these of the of the tabernacle and this furniture and all those things, and so we. We've covered that, and if you were here before, you noted that I would. Uh, we, we looked at the text in the in the twenties, and then would always have you know we would note the text that records the the construction of the making of of these things, and so we're now skipping toward the end. We really have, and I know it's flown by. It's only been like fourteen months. I feel pretty good about that, actually. Um, you know, there's uh, some some pastors would have taken less. Some would have taken ten years. But anyway, you know, so I'm I feel good about fourteen months. And but um, we're 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 picking up on these these two passages because they are. This is not a, a repeat. This is kind of the conclusion, the the last word, the the record of the materials that were used. And then the presentation of all that was made to Moses, and uh, this is this is the end of this is this is the completion of the work, and um, and so we're going to look at these texts, and um, as you read it, there's 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 valuable things. I'm convinced every page, every verse, all the scripture is beneficial and useful. Uh, for the church, and and so uh, I, I didn't want to skip over anything that we hadn't already covered, and so here we are: uh, records of materials and the presentation of the finished product, and and uh, we'll see what God has to show us here in these verses. So, with, before I read, let's let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that again, as I said, that it's it's all good, it's all true, and it all ultimately points to your glory and grace and and in the gospel the gospel of Jesus Christ and Lord I, I pray that you would help us now to um, to find comfort and joy in, in this your word um, thank you for speaking to us um, we, we take it for granted I take it for granted we all do just that you the God of the universe, who holds everything in the palm of your hand. And every time we send up another telescope, we see more and more and more of the vastness of creation, and yet you are over all that. You maintain it. You hold all things together. And 
wow, you would, you would speak to us. Thank you for speaking to us through your prophets, through Moses here, through your apostles, and ultimately through uh, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you, and we pray that we would, uh, we would hear you and be encouraged, and, um, and that you would, through the preaching of your word, turn our hearts more and more to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Exodus 38, 21. These are the records of the tabernacle, the tabernacle of testimony, as they were recorded at the commandment of Moses, the responsibility of the Levites under the direction of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest, Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made all that the Lord commanded Moses. And with him was Aholiab, the son of Ahazamach, of the tribe of Dan, an engraver and a designer and embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. All the gold that was used for the work and all the construction of the sanctuary, the gold from the offering was 29 talents and 730 shekels by the shekel of the sanctuary. The silver from those of the congregation who were recorded was 100 talents and 1,775 shekels by the shekel of the sanctuary. A, a, a bika, a, a head, that is a half shekel by the shekel of the sanctuary, for everyone who was listed in the records from 20 years old and upward, for 603,550 men. The hundred talents of silver were for casting the bases of the sanctuary and the bases of the veil, and a hundred bases for the hundred talents, a talent a base. And the 1,775 shekels he made, hooks for the pillars that overlaid their capitals and made uh, fillets for them. The bronze that was offered was 70 talents and 2,400 shekels. With it he made the basis for the entrance of the tent of meeting, the bronze altar and the bronze grating for it, and all the utensils of the altar, the bases around the court and the bases of the gate of the court, all the pegs of the tabernacle and all the pegs around the court. Now let's skip to 39 verse 32. Thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished, and the people of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so they did. Then they brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent and all its utensils, its hooks, its frames, its bars, its pillars, and its bases, the coverings of tanned ram skin and goat skin and the veil on the screen, the ark of the testimony with its poles and the mercy seat, the table with all its utensils and the bread of presence, the lampstand of pure gold and its lamps with the lamps set and all its utensils and the oil for the light, the golden altar, the anointing oil and the fragrant incense and the screen for the entrance of the tent, the bronze altar and its grating of bronze, its poles and all its utensils, the basin and its stand, the hangings of the court, its pillars and its bases, and the screen for the gate of the court, its cords and its pegs, and all the utensils for the service of the tabernacle for the tent of meeting, the finely worked garments for the ministering of the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments of his sons for their service as priests. According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the people of Israel had done all the work. And Moses saw all the work, and behold, they had done it. 
And as the Lord had commanded, so they had done it. Then Moses blessed them. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. Um, I remember um, back in 2012, it might have started in 11, I knew that I wanted, in my heart, I I wanted to do full-time RUF ministry. I was had a call in Mississippi to to um, I was working at a church and also doing RUF at a community college and and I just you know I kind of had a foot in both things and I said I'm, I want to do RUF that's what I want to do next I want to do just solely devoted to that and um, I had an idea of what that would look like and where it would be um, we had made a lot of connections in Mississippi and I thought uh, I, you know, surely my, my horizons was my, my scope was very small I was thinking surely God will call us to a, one of these campuses that I know in Mississippi and their openings coming up and you know that's that didn't that didn't come about and um, you know and then I got a call from Steve Mays asking if I wanted to come start an RUF. And I had tried to, was starting a, a community college RUF, which is like you're starting every year because people leave after a year or two. And so you're just starting, starting, starting. And I was like, I want to go somewhere that's established. I want to go to a, one that's existing. And, and I had my mind set on that. And he goes, hey, do you want to come to Jacksonville State? And I was like, well, I don't, I just, and I had nothing against Jacksonville State. My brother had gone here and I was like, okay, well, I know the campus, but I just don't see me starting something. This is, this starting business is hard. <laughs> and uh, for about six weeks, I was just, for five weeks, I was, the answer in my mind was no. And on the six weeks, when I, I asked Steve, give me a chance to pray about it for six weeks, I really wasn't that wise. That's not normally what I did. But I remember somebody saying that. Hey, you should probably pray uh, for six weeks. That number is in my head. And I was like, okay. Uh, that felt better than just telling him no, you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, on the sixth week, I said, I think, I think we're supposed to do this. And Camille said, I've known that for six weeks. I'm glad you finally <laughs> come to that conclusion. I know, right? She didn't tell me. She was letting the Lord do that. That's a good question. Anyway, so... And then, and then there was this crazy thing of going, okay, now um, we had to raise money. And where I was raising about maybe $40,000 to do this part-time ministry, now God was like, what, over $100,000? And I have to have 35% of it um, by like February of the year, you know, and I'm going to start in June. And I, it, it scared me. I have never been that scared. And so I started, and and the whole time going, am I the person to do this? Am I good enough at fundraising? You know, am I the right person for this? Is there going to be enough material? Is there going to be enough there to do it? And, you know, we hit that first, we barely hit it, 36% by the the deadline. Okay, now i got to have 85%. Of it, uh, uh, you know, of my full budget, uh, you know, uh, not in the bank, but, you know, committed, you know, people saying they'll support me and buy that that much. And so then we kept doing the fundraising, kept doing the visits. That's kind of when I came here for the first time, you know, over 10 years ago, and which is crazy to say that. That was over 10 years ago. Anyway, so I came here and, and it's ta- calling, going to church. It's going to people I never met before, just asking, you know, again, feeling so inadequate, so like, how is this going to work? But going, God, if you don't want me to do it, you won't provide the money. It just, you, 
you know, this is up to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the work, but if you don't provide, then, then we'll know. And again, God... So, so did you, I don't know if y'all saw this coming. God came through. I don't know. Did y'all, did y'all see that coming? I mean, you know the story. I'm here. So, um, it, that was so big for me. That was such a... Whenever I'm at this point of life, still now, where I go, do we have what we need? Is there going to be enough? Do we have the people? Am I the right person? Is God, do you really know what you're doing? And we've all asked that. That's my experience of that. And there's been many more since. But this passage really, it it's kind of feels like maybe a throwaway. But it's so good. This is so good. And, and, and because it shows us that God provides the people and the resources needed. And He is sovereign. Even though these people are doing it, He is sovereign over the finished product. Um, And, you know, we can kind of skip over this. Uh, but we shouldn't. Here's the two things I want us to see. Is we, that's the big picture. But here's, here's I'm going to boil down two things. First, we have a record of precious materials. And the second thing we're going to look at is we're going to see the, um, the presentation of the finished product. You know, that's not very... That's right there, right? The record of materials, the presentation of the product. Um, Alright, so I want you to see, first of all, just... That, that we have these numbers, we have these figures because God appointed someone to keep record. Isn't that funny, you know? And he's one of the, he's one of the sons of Aaron. His name's Ithamar. Um, he, his job is to work with uh, these two guys that are, you know, doing the work, doing the building, the, the stuff here. Um, and Aholiab and... Uh, and uh, Bezalel, and he's to work with them and keep up and make sure that there's a note of every half shekel, every like penny, in another way, in other words, that everything is used for what it was meant to be used for. And so we, you know, that we've got these numbers is because God said somebody needs to write this down. Somebody needs to oversee and show what we, what was given and what was used. And, um, and you know, what do we do with all this, this, um, these numbers here? Well, let me, we, you know, we don't know exactly. You see, it's just like a, the shekel, a sanctuary shekel. You know, we have like dollars and we know what a dollar is. Actually, we don't anymore. Think about it. Anyway, <laughs> that's shifting off. This is very, there were like a, a shekel for the, for the market. and There was a shekel for the sanctuary. And that sounds kind of weird in that point. But, you know, there was no standard you know money back then so you had a certain weight of certain thing in the sanctuary and there was a sanctuary shekel and there's maybe like the marketplace shekel and you go over here to this town it might be a little different that doesn't sound good but that's kind of how it is moving between countries you have to do exchanges and stuff but we think that um we we there are some people that think they know what these would would measure at today so let me just let me approx let me give you the approximate numbers uh, if you if you uh, do the do the uh, conversions, this was approximately um, uh, twenty two uh, two thousand two hundred pounds of gold, um, over seven thousand five hundred pounds of silver, and 
over 5,300 pounds of bronze. So that's about 15,000 pounds of precious metals, seven and a half tons. That's a lot to keep up with. And Ithamar got to do that. (laughs) And he makes record that every amount that was given was used for that purpose of making the tabernacle and for nothing else. And so you think, why, why was the record necessary? Well, again, there was just so much of it. Like, how, how, do, you, how do you keep up with that, you know? Uh, one, you got, you got two builders and all these people helping them, and how can you keep up with that much material? Somebody's got to keep account of it. They can't all be on the work site. Jimmy knows this, right? You don't take everything on the work site if you don't have room for it, you know? I don't know, maybe, maybe you know, Jimmy probably does work with, you know, seven and a half tons of stuff and figures it out, but it was hard. You've got to keep up with it. Somebody's keeping note, and he's got to keep up with all this. Um, that's a lot. Um, but with this great provision, to paraphrase Uncle Ben from Spider-Man, comes great responsibility, right? With great provision comes great responsibility. He says with great power comes great responsibility anyway. Y'all can go watch that or read that comic book. But with great provision comes great responsibility. And so he's, he's got all this material and he's got to look over it. And, um, and to make sure that, again, everything that was given was used for its appropriate purpose. And that there was enough material for all the pieces, all the bases, all the furniture. Everything was done rightly. He also had to keep record because there's a lot of temptation. You know? This sounds like the beginning of maybe some kind of heist movie, right? How much gold is over there? And just think about it. Every, every person, everybody using, everybody coming is like, How much? okay, I need two pounds of gold for this. I need three pounds of gold for that. I need some bronze for this. I'm working over here. There's a lot of temptation. And so someone had to keep record and keep oversight to make sure that what? It wasn't, it wasn't taken. It wasn't misused. Um, we read in the New Testament, 1 Timothy 6.10, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It's through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. Hebrews 13.5 says, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so this, this grand project that God had, 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 had commissioned had said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to build my tent and this is what you're going to have and it's going to show, all, show my glory and how I'm drawing near to you and this is going to be the means of which I'm with you. Um, and, and you're like, how is this going to get done? How are we going to have enough? Well, he gave, the, he gave the materials needed and he also gave the people that were needed. The people to execute the plan but also to, to keep records and make sure that God's provision was used rightly. And maybe you can... You can see where I'm going here. Um, we see it's necessary uh, to have called, to have men called and gifted by Yahweh to care for God's tabernacle and to keep record of God's provision. And this is still true today. And we think about how, how does God work? How is God going to manage, meet our needs as a church? How is God going to be at work in our midst? How are we going to, is there going to be enough people and stuff to do what we need to do and to fulfill the call of ministry? Well, He's given us men to oversee that. He's given us the, the, the diaconate, the deacons. And I'm so grateful. You know, we, this is timely. I wish I could say I scheduled it, but just last week we heard the budget. We heard 
how much God had given to the church, how much He had provided through His people. It was a record of that. It was a, a justification of why we'd set a certain amount of budget. There was an encouragement to give. That Our deacons did the work of that. They spent many, many hours working on that to come up with that. And... Um, and we see here that, again, just like we had at Ithamar, uh, just like we had these workers, we still have uh, people called to oversee and to keep record of, of the, the materials and the, and the provision of, uh, given to God's people by God. Um, in our, in our uh, uh, book of church order, it talks about our deacon, and it says it's the duty of the deacons to minister to those in need, to the sick and to the friendless and to any who may be in distress. It's their duty also to develop the grace of liberality in the members of the church, to devise effective me- methods of collecting the gifts of the people and to distribute these gifts among the, the objects to which they are contributed. They shall have the care of the property of the congregation, both real and personal, and shall keep in in proper repair the church edifice and other buildings belonging to the congregation. In matters of special importance affecting property of the church, they cannot take final action without the approval of the session, the consent of the congregation. But you see that we have, even now, these men like Ithamar, we have now in the church to oversee, to oversee the collecting of gifts, the distributing of gifts, make sure they go where they're supposed to go. And, um, and what kind of men are called to do this? Well, the other part of uh, uh, 9-3 of the BCO, I know some of you have memorized it, no you haven't, um, is the office of deacon is, a spiritual, is spiritual in nature. And you kind of look at this, what's Ithamar doing? He's a priest. What's, he's keeping records. Why is this important? This is spiritual in nature. Because you're dealing with God's people and you're dealing with uh, provisions provided by God, given unto the work of God, um, and through, in and through His people. So this, is a, this, this office is spiritual in nature and should be chosen men of spiritual character, of honest repute, exemplary lives, brotherly spirit, warm sympathies, and sound judgment. And so uh, you see like... Why do I say all this? How does this fit with a bigger narrative of God doing, God accomplishing? God provides the stuff and the people to do to build up, build the tabernacle, but also to keep building up His church and doing what He said He's going to do. And people like Ithamar are still here today. We have our diaconate. Doing the work, doing, keeping up, making sure that each dollar goes where it's supposed to go. That's important. That's, that's vital to the church. And so we kind of wonder, how is God doing this? Well, he, He's taking care of it. He's given what's needed. He's given just enough. He's also given His people to oversee it. And it was the sound judgment of our diaconate to hire uh, Alicia, Pro, Alicia Williams, I'm sorry, not Alicia Pro, Alicia Williams uh, to, to, to keep up with the details of that because she's really good at it. <laughs> and that was sound judgment. And that was good, and that was their oversight. And so she, she, she pays our bills and stuff like that. And so, again, uh, men, women uh, who are called by the Dakins to help in this, God gives the people necessary and the provision necessary to accomplish His purpose. And that is so comforting to me. It so com- should be comforting to you, and I hope it is. Um, so He did it here, He, do- he does it now. The second thing I want you to see, and this is the last thing, it's just two points today, um, uh, is the presentation of the final finished product. What is this demonstration, um, 
this presentation demonstrate? And you might look, it's like, well, he's just repeating everything he said. What was the point of that? You know? Uh, my, my kids go, Dad, you've already said that. Dad, you've already told me that. Dad, you don't tell me that. I said, well, I, I guess you need to hear it again. I don't know. You know I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep repeating. But you know, we, we've looked at this and you know, we didn't go back and look through all the construction of all these things. But now I wanted us to see this final summary of all the, all the pieces to the tabernacle, all the furnishings, all the garments, everything laid out, everything done. Just to see that it can be done. You know, that's why I love YouTube right now. Who, who, anybody does do it, uh, DIY? DIY, DIY? DIY? I can't talk right now. DIY people in here, do it yourself. I can't do it myself without looking at YouTube. But I love to see somebody can actually do this. Because I'll look at it, you know, like how to replace the lock in my car door. I've done that before, y'all. Because I had the video. I saw oh, somebody can do it. Surely I can do it. Um, there's things like that. All that, You know, you have to look and you have to find out. And, and, but here we have an actual finished product. Uh, we, we have it all complete, all done. And, um, and they just list all the things that were made. Um, uh, so, so, first of all, it's, it's, it's to show that they actually did what they said they were going to do. But also, the, if you see the beginning, verse 32 and the verse 42, that the, there's, there's this phrase that's, that's repeated. It was all done according to all the Lord had commanded Moses. So the people did all the work. They did it the way God said to do it. And that is important. Not just that it was done, but it was done exactly the way God said it had to be done. And, and again, he began it, he ended the, the section with that, and hey, just want you to know it was done perfectly. And that you see Moses giving the, his two thumbs up and blessing. Now you might think, well, of course they did that. Of course, you know. That's a very biblical thing to do. When God tells you to do something, you do it. When God tells you how to do something, you do it that way. But remember, what happens, what happened in between him giving the instructions and them actually building it? What happened? A total, utter failure. <laughs> we will keep your covenant, O Lord. We will keep all your commandments. And just a little over a month, they've broken the first two. Forget Moses, he's been gone too long. He's probably dead. Hey, forget what God said through Moses. We'll, do, we'll, we'll build a, an idol. We'll, have a, we'll worship God the way we want to worship Him. So when you read that it was done, and not just that it was finished, but exactly the way God said, that's amazing. <laughs> In the context, isn't it? That this sinful, broken people that can't keep covenant, that, that, that need atonement, and the, this whole design and the whole, all, the, all the whole calendar year is set up to remind them of just that. That they are sinners in need of forgiveness. That they finished this massive project and it's all done exactly how God said. something. 
What's the takeaway? Well, they finally got it. They got it. It's simple. It's better to obey. They got it. Move on. No. <laughs> if you keep reading, you'll see that uh, they didn't quite get it. That they're still sinners and they're still struggling and, they, and, and they're not perfectly obedient. But here, they get it perfectly right in the way they make this. And so, it's not the takeaway isn't, look, you know, they finally got it. No, it's look at the mercy and grace of God. He not only provided the materials, He not only provided the people to do it and to oversee it and to record it, but He also provided the grace to do the job. That it's not just to set them off, you do the work. That He's at work in them. He's, he says He gifted um, these men with the, these fine skills of embroidery and, and metalwork. That he, he called an Ithamar and gifted him to oversee it. He, he, he gave them all these materials. Not, they, they didn't just think, you know, we might need some stuff to build God's tabernacle. No, no. They just, they left and as they were leaving, God says, by the way, the Egyptians are just going to give you gold and silver and bronze to get you out of town. By the way, I did that. So they're just loading up. It's just coming at them. And God provided the materials and the people, but also is sovereign and ensures that the construction is finished, that the goal is reached. And again, that's still how God works today. Y'all know Ephesians 8, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, you've heard it. Some of you have remembered it. Remember it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works that no one may boast. We remember that part. We've memorized it. But some of us, we might not remember this part. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God prepared beforehand that His house, that His tent would be made, that his, the hearts of His people would be turned to Him, that He would travel with them, and that He provided the materials and the skill and the labor and the people, and also assured that it was accomplished. He still does that today. does that in your lives. You, some of you are wondering, like, okay, how am I, how am I to live for God? How am I to, what, what is the Christian life? What is it to look like? What, and in some ways, it's, 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 it's not simple because we're sinners and we're, we've got this, you know, Romans 7 talks about the turmoil within us of, of the, the flesh and the spirit and it hurts. But, you know, the, the simple thing is, what are we called to do? To love mercy and to walk humbly with God. Well, what about evangelism? What am I going to do? How am I going to share the gospel? Be ready to give account the hope that's within you. But, but how am I going to grow in grace? How am I going to do that? Read the Scriptures. Pray. Be with God's people. Come to church. And He's going to work in that. He's going before you, preparing good works, and you should walk in, in them. So we, we don't just sit back and do nothing, but we go forward and, we, and we, we, we're in the Scriptures and we study. We, we serve in the church and we serve our community. We do these things trusting that God's going before us and that... He will accomplish His purpose exactly the way He's... His, exactly according to plan. Think about how that speaks to your anxiety. One good definition of anxiety, it's, 
It's, uh, it's imagining you and the fu- in the future apart from God's grace. <laughs> it's you in the future, and you're going, how am I going to do it? But you're, you leave out God's presence and grace. And think about this. like God gave this huge job, this huge thing. He knew the huge failure, but He also knew and determined and made sure that His plan was brought to completion, even through broken, dull instruments like us. These fragile jars of clay. He does it. Now, is this, do we talk, are we talking about, again, I've, I've mentioned this before, are we talking about uh, sanctuary improvements here? <laughs> no. What is the temp, what does the tabernacle and the temple point to? It points to us, it points to God's great, grand, ultimate conclusion, what He's working toward. And, I, and we see this so clearly in, in the last verse. I want to look at this last verse and the language that, that, that uh, Moses uses here. He uses creation language. <laughs> he uses creation account language. Look what it says in verse 43. It says, And Moses saw all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded, and so they had done it, and Moses blessed them. When you, Moses, who was uh, inspired by the Spirit, when he wrote Genesis 1, in Genesis 28 he says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And then in, 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 in uh, Genesis uh, 1.31 it says, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, there was morning, the sixth day. This language of seeing, seeing that it's finished... And blessing is the same language from creation. And again, that's, that, that, points, that helps us know that this isn't about just the church and building projects and, and, and buildings and tents. But no, it's, it's bigger than that. It's that God is going to... He is, as He builds and gives this tabernacle, what He's saying is, I have come and I'm working to restore what was broken in the fall. I'm coming to recreate and reestablish my relationship with my people. And I'm going to do it through this means. Not of a tent and not of a not of a of gold furniture and not of a sacrifice of animals, but by what they point to. I am recreating. I am going to make all things new through this work of redemption. And I'm convinced that's why he uses that language, that creation language. Moses, as, as the earthly representative, as, as God's mediator to his people, says, Behold, it is good, and it's finished, and then he blesses. That's the point of all this. Not just this passage, but all of this. Is God restoring what was broken, restoring communion? With his people. Just as he's provided materials and laborers for the tabernacle, just as he's provided, uh, in the same way he provided his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as our atoning sacrifice. And just as he's provided salvation through the son, he's continuing to provide for his church, his, his temple. He will see it to completion. He always finishes what He starts. 
the main point of this, these two passages is that God both provides what we need and He gives grace to accomplish His purposes. And His purpose is to reconcile us to Himself. His purpose is to make all things new. His purpose is to redeem His people through the, the atoning sacrifice of the Lamb. He gives, what he, he gives us the materials we need. He gives us the people we need. And He gives us the grace to do the thing, that he, to accomplish His plans and purposes. Even though we're weak, even though we struggle, He is not weak. He does not struggle. His plan is always comes to fruition. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for this, your word. And Lord, we, we pray that this would be of great encouragement to us. These, this recap passage, this record of materials, that Lord, you, you provide what's needed and you will see, see, your, see your plans come to fruition, even using us. Thank you for using me. Ten years ago to raise money for a ministry and to move me here. Thank you that you knew that I would end up um, being there for five years, handing over the reins to Daniel. And then uh, you knew that you would uh, call me to this church. And again, um, I'm so humbled and we're so humbled that we get to be your people used by, by you to accomplish your purposes. Use what we have use our very selves to that end. We thank you that we can trust you to do that. And um, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, if we're honest, there's a lot of times we think about this big purpose of God and that how, how, how can God use me? How can He do that? How can He create this, His people that are perfect? It says that the hope is not when you... You've got to stop looking in the mirror for the answers to that. The answers to your sanctification, the reason why God keeps loving you, you've got to quit doing that. You've got to remember that God says that He will present His bride pure.
pure and blameless to the Father. He will completely sanctify us. He will glorify us. That's our hope as we look to Jesus for that. Uh, if, you, if you spend your time navel-gazing, if you spend your time trying to look at your record and your performance, you're, you're not going to live with that hope and peace. But if you look to Christ who, who is, knows you and knows your frame and loves you and has set its purpose to, to bring you into Himself and to spend eternity with you, when you look to Him, you look at the face of Jesus and realize that He has blessed you with His love with his, and put His name upon you, that's another way that, God, that, that the Scripture talks about the blessing. When you go into Numbers and you read the blessing of Aaron, and the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make His face shine upon you, the Lord be gracious to you and lift His countenance upon you, give you peace. And then He says, God says, thus, thus put my name upon the people. So when He blesses you, you have His name. So you, you bear the name of Jesus. He has you and He will surely do it. Come, Christian, take this meal and be reminded of that. That you are secure in Him. There's no need for anxiety, though we will be anxious. There's no need for worry, though we will worry. But when we do, we look to Him who is preparing good works for us to walk in them. And He will see His church built and He will see His mission accomplished in you and in us and in His whole kingdom. So, brothers and sisters, come and partake. Let this meal encourage you that Christ is at work in you. Christ is at work through His church. Christ is providing. Christ will see it done. Um, And if you are not a Christian, if you're not sure, um, uh, we are not, if you're not prepared to share in this meal yet, uh, we encourage you to spend this time in prayer. And we hope that this time is helpful to you as you consider your relationship with Jesus Christ and His people. Uh, we, uh, the people in this back section, are go to that table. You'll receive both the bread and the fruit of the vine there. Uh, then if you're in this section, you'll go there, receive the elements. Uh, and if you're in these front three sections, you'll come here. We'll go be seated and then we'll take them uh, together. So, uh, let's feed upon Christ by faith.
On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he dined with his disciples at the Passover meal. Um, and at a point there, he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to them. As I'm ministering in his name, give this bread to you. And he said, take, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he said, This cup is the new covenant in my, in my blood, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Drink from it, all of you. Let's pray. Lord God, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You made all things, you hold all things together. And you are at work in every detail of our lives, drawing us to yourselves, sanctifying us, making us ready and fit for glory. Lord, we give you thanks that you provide the grace needed, you provide the resources needed for your church, you provide the people needed for your mission, and you will see it done. Lord, we give you thanks. Uh, Continue building up your church. And, and, building, and building us up for, for work in your kingdom and eternity with you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and sing our final hymn, I Will Call Upon the Lord.